The Golden State Warriors are the 2022 world champions. That's just not going to get old. It is not going to get old to say that. It is not going to get old as future shows come on and I say the defending world champion, Golden State Warriors. That is one of the privileges you earn when you win a world championship. It's incredible. I have a champagne hangover, folks, uh, so bear with me if I stumble over anything tonight. What I'm going to do is this. We're going to relive some great memories. I'm going to play some incredible sound uh, that took place after uh, last night's Game 6. A Game 6 that saw the Warriors win 103-90 to to win the NBA Finals four games to two, to win their fourth world title in eight years, to cement their place as one of the greatest dynasties in the history of the NBA. Uh, but there is some great sounds, some great anecdotes, some interesting facts might tip our toes into the water of the future. You know, there is a draft that's going to be coming up soon, and the Warriors do have a first-round pick. Uh, they are going to have some free agent decisions to make. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that today, but I think that's more serious stuff will be for future shows. But um, I might broach it. And look, if anyone comes into the chat, this is a live show tonight, and they have questions they want me to answer, I'll address it. If that includes... The future, so be it. We'll 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 touch on it. Uh, in fact, uh, baby Zoe ZMF show writes Golden State BB with a basketball. Yeah, damn right, world champions, baby. They are now the defending world champions. Your 2022 world champion Golden State Warriors. That's what we cover on this show. This is Locked On Warriors. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy celebratory moment for, for every member of Dub Nation. You should feel great. The Golden State Warriors proved a lot of doubters wrong. Uh, they just proved a lot of people wrong. I don't know why so many people doubt the Warriors. I have no idea. I mean, it's not like this is anything new for them. It's their fourth world title in eight years. Be happy, folks. This was a huge one. I'm Cyrus Sotsas. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. You can follow this program on Twitter at locked on dubs bantha person i know who you are especially on twitter lfg stands for let's you know what go damn skippy abby if i pronounce that right i hope writes what is golden state going to do with the number 28 pick i'm going to save that for the end of the show uh stick around i will delve into the draft um i already participated in a mock draft for locked on uh, and i did reveal who that pick was in fact i'll reveal it now um, and again, this was based on who was available, but I'll, I'll read off a few players that the Warriors have already uh, brought in for, for various practices and tryouts. Um, but my pick was Walker Kessler out of Auburn. Uh, again, he was the best option available for where I was. He stands 7-1. He's a phenomenal shot blocker, terrific rebounder and defender. Uh, you're not going to be drafting him for his shooting, but you will be drafting him for his inside presence and certainly as a nice insurance policy in case James Wiseman uh, does not play next year. Um, 
let's see what else is going on in the chat here baby zoe writes i'm trying to make me a channel to talk about sports that's a topic for a whole other day um so let's let's start off here i want to first talk about uh wardell stephen curry what an incredible performance he was uh you know he, i mean in, in the closeout game which he carried like he did so many times in the nba finals Stephen Curry in 40 minutes of play shot 12 of 21 from the field went six for 11 from beyond the arc. That is over 50% in a closeout NBA finals game, a perfect, uh, a shooting night from the free throw line had seven rebounds, seven assists, had two steals, uh, even had a block. He only had two turnovers. Uh, his plus minus was eight solid, and he put up 34 points. He is your 2022 NBA Finals MVP. And uh, I want to share, actually, for the for the YouTube viewers and people watching this live right now, I want to share uh, this, this image, uh, which I believe NBA TV created, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it just shows all the incredible accomplishments in Stephen Curry's career. The only thing remaining that he has not accomplished yet, and he did uh, briefly touch on this, I believe, during the postgame show, uh, during one of the post-game shows, he did quite a few interviews. Um, and the one thing missing is Olympic gold. And I, my strong uh, hint, my strong feeling is that he will participate in the 2024 Summer Olympics, playing for his head coach with the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, and he will officially have everything. But this chart shows he's a four-time NBA champion, starting with 2015, I still don't know which one is bigger for me because even though this one is so damn special, I mean, especially with Stephen Curry getting the finals MVP, especially with just the way they, they did it against an incredibly difficult opponent that was fully healthy. Um, it just, this year just made it really hard for people to poke holes uh, in the accomplishments of the Golden State Warriors. This was just a resounding solid victory uh, to give them again, their fourth world title in eight years. But when the Warriors won it in 2015, um, I, I think it's safe to say nearly every member of Dub Nation never imagined the Warriors ever winning anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, you know, it, there, there had just been so many decades that were downtrodden, that were miserable, that were depressing, that when they actually did it in 2015, I, I, I refuse to believe it was going to happen until it actually did happen in game six. Um, you know, to beat a LeBron James led team that granted, you know, Kyrie went down in that series early, but they, the Warriors would have won that game in the game that Kyrie played. I think they would have still beat them with Kyrie. Kevin Love was injured. Um, but it didn't matter. They had LeBron, you know, they had quite a few other weapons and, uh, until the Warriors won it, I think doubt was everywhere, but when they did win it, I mean, that was just a level of elation. I experienced very few times in my life. And so it's hard to say which one is more special. They're both incredible. Obviously, 2017 and 18, uh, you know, symbolize just pure and utter dominance. I mean, when you think about just absolute greatness, that's what those team two teams were, especially uh, 2017, because that team you could stack up with pretty much any in the history of the NBA, and you could give them a, a very good chance of actually winning. Stephen Curry is also a two-time NBA MVP. He also this year won the Kobe Bryant All-Star Game MVP. This year, he also won the Western Conference Finals 
MVP, the Magic Johnson Award. This year, he won Finals MVP. The only thing this thing is missing, this little graphic, this little illustration right here, is that Stephen Curry is the only player in the history of the NBA to win an MVP and a Finals MVP unanimously. That is just a staggering accomplishment. That means he erased all doubt in winning all these, the two biggest awards any individual could win in the NBA. Just absolutely remarkable. Um, Bantha Person writes, going back to the chat here real quick. Tough question about next year. It sounds like if we re-sign Jordan Poole, well, Andrew Wiggins wouldn't re-sign. He's under contract next year. But Kevon Looney is a free agent. Gary Payne II is a free agent. How are we going to afford? See, I'm not reading these before I play these. Just do not entertain any thoughts of LeBron James coming to the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> USOB. Uh, <laughs> kudos, though. Uh, Ricardo Vero Marquez writes, congrats, Warriors champions again. Damn, Skippy. Um, Sesquipedalian, I hope I pronounced that correctly, probably didn't, writes, will you go to the parade? No, nah, I actually have to go visit my dad in Reno for Father's Day. Um, I went to the 2015 one. That was just good enough. I mean, it's going to be mayhem. Uh, for those of you that don't know, by the way, the championship parade will be held Monday um, on Market Street in San Francisco. I thought I'd read a couple years ago when the Warriors were planning on going to Chase Center that if they'd won a title, they would have a parade still in Oakland. Maybe I was just misinformed. I, I don't know what was going on there. But regardless, the parade is in San Francisco. That is their home now. I will not be going, but I'd love if you went and tagged me on Twitter and let me know, you know, how it went. I'll totally read that stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, I will not go. But for anyone who goes, have a grand old time. That should be one hell of a celebration. Um, Rick Barry, my 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 good friend, will have his own. I don't know if it's gonna be a float or a car. Um, but Joe Lake and Peter Gruber always show him love and respect and, uh, they never fail to, to acknowledge him and, and give him the accolades he deserves. So he'll be part of the parade as long, along with obviously the players and coaches. Um, so yeah, um, let's get some love to a sponsor of this program real quick. And that sponsor is a longtime sponsor, Bet Online. They're your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. It is crazy that we can't bet on basketball anymore. The season's over, but oh, what an ending it was. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms, 
In addition to the YouTube show, we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey here at Locked On so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. I am Cyrus Otzes going solo tonight on this live edition of Locked On Warriors on Friday night. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Um, I wanted to touch on, you know, I was just talking about the greatness of Stephen Curry a moment ago. I wanted to play this clip. Uh, and and it one interesting theme that was recurring and all the post-game attributions from the players is the Warriors uh, making it very obvious that they hear all the noise. They pay attention to it. They use it as fuel for motivation. And it is just baffling to me that so many, either whether it's a talking head or whether it's uh, athletes on other teams, but the I just don't get why individuals and players who have accomplished nothing in this game not only talk a lot of smack, but they talk a lot of smack about the Warriors, a team that is a dynasty, a team that, when healthy, never loses, ever. I'm not exaggerating. They remain undefeated when fully healthy in a playoff series. So this is one example of this. Stephen Curry here... Uh, was talking about that, and uh, this is an attribution. I found this on Twitter from ballislife.com, and here's what Steph had to say. Clearly remember some experts and talking heads putting up the big zero of how many championships we would have going forward because of everything that we went through. So we hear all of that, and you carry it all and try to maintain your purpose, not let it uh, distract you, but you carry that that weight. And to get here, it all comes out. So it's, it's, uh, it's special. And for people listening on the podcast, Steph was holding up that zero sign that a few pundits, uh, former players held up when they were asked whether or not Stephen Curry would ever win a title again. <laughs> Just why were people doubting him? You know, I'm getting a lot of thanks and pats on the back, and I do appreciate all of it for, for you know, for saying before the season started for for calling each series itself in the playoffs correct by the number uh the Celtics series I was off by one game largely because of Gary Payne the second missing game one um it's you know I I I don't know why it doesn't seem obvious to so many other people this is the Warriors have already proven time and time and again how incredibly special of a group they are I mean, it's. If, I mean, if you've been watching these last two months in the playoffs, and you saw how tough it was for the Golden State Warriors to accomplish what they did, winning the NBA Finals, they did that for five years in a row, winning three of them. The two they lost were due to injury, due to the NBA helping out LeBron James by suspending Draymond Green, and, and that's it. Yet for some reason. A measly two years is all it took for, for so many people, bafflingly, to forget how great of a, of a group and unit and organization 
this was. I just I did not understand that. I, I I never once made all these predictions and said all these things because I love this team. I said it because I thought it was obvious. You know, I mean, I analyzed the sport, but a lot of other people who are paid to analyze this, I have no idea what they were missing there. But the players didn't ignore that stuff either. And uh, let's play some comments here. Player, I'm sorry, uh, uh, show off some chat questions here. Rick VB writes the Warriors defense. Just put the clamps on Tatum and Brown. Absolutely. Imagine all those accolades given to the Celtics defense. While, I mean, maybe out of all the, the, the defense discussions going on in the media landscape, I'd say 90% of the discussions were focused on the Celtics team, maybe 10% on the Warriors. Just spitballing here, but I kept asking why. I mean, is Draymond Green, is he suddenly not the best defender on the planet? Is Andrew Wiggins not an incredible defender? I, I know Clay Thompson, you know, slowed down a little bit while he's recovering from two catastrophic leg injuries, but I mean, he hasn't slipped that much. I mean, did you folks forget about Gary Payne the second? Otto Porter Jr. is a sound defender with size. Stephen Curry is incredibly underrated as a defender. I mean, he's just he is just never going to convince everyone that he has turned into an, a solid, if not elite defender for his size. I mean, when you look at the league and you see other players of a similar stature, 6'2", 6'3", whatever his height is. I mean, I always see was 6'3", but I think it's actually 6'2", with the shoes off. Um, I mean, I mean, what other players out there are his size who are any better defensively? You know, I have my chat open right now. Someone drop a name if, if I'm missing someone. By the way, hello, Sandris Rux. How you doing? Um. So yeah, I don't. I just. I don't. I don't get that. I want to. Uh, and speaking of of being vindictive, Clay Thompson really dropped a hammer during his post game uh, press conference. I love this soundbite, and I think you folks will too. This was Clay Thompson. I I don't know what spurred this on, what the question was specifically, but he remembered Jaron Jackson Jr.'s tweet where he wrote strength in numbers, and I think he added a, a laughing emoji after that. Here's Clay talking about that. This is a gem. This was a collective effort, and strength in numbers is alive and well. <laughs> I can't wait. There was this one player on the Grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the previous season, and it pissed me off so much i can't wait to retweet that thing freaking bum that, i had to watch that i'm just like this freaking cloud okay 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 sorry oh my god dude they don't forget man they don't forget clay was going off there he was freaking referring to jaron jackson uh, uh jr Call him a bum and a clown in one sentence jaron jackson jr by the way deleted or at least has made his Twitter account inactive <laughs> currently. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That was funny. And again, I mean, I, it's just, you know, it was not that long ago. This team was dominating the NBA a whole two years. And, and apparently you could just drop off the face of the earth and no longer be great. Uh, one HP Tadiori. I, I really hope I pronounced that correctly. Writes, Patrick Beverly and Leangelo Ball. Well, Leangelo Ball is like five to six inches on Steph. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about defensive players that are comparable to Steph and his size. Um, or a couple of other players that are interested in playing with the Warriors. Uh, uh, Le 
I, I don't know about Langelo Ball. Uh, I'm starting to confuse the brothers here. There's LaMelo Ball. I'm sorry. So Leangelo's like the third brother. I don't know if the Warriors would want him or if they need him. Um, Patrick Beverly, possible. I, I, I have not done my research on his contract status. Is he a free agent? I actually don't know. Um, I'll talk more about the future of the team in a moment. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't anticipate Leangelo Ball. I do not see that happening at all. Just because there are very few roster spots that are going to be open next year. Uh, some of this depends, of course, on free agent decisions. Again, I will break all that stuff down in detail. I'll, I'll, I'll dip my toes into the water about that tonight in moments, but there's still some sound here. I mean, first of all, that Clay Thompson uh, soundbite. I mean, again, I just, what are other teams, what are, what are other individuals thinking when they do this? Like, like, like who is advising them? Like I, all the, the excuse I constantly hear, because I feel like the Grizzlies did this a lot where they were saying things that were just antagonizing the Warriors, which again is baffling. Like, why would you do that? I mean, there's so much evidence that, that proves that, that especially great players who are constantly seeking motivation, who are constantly seeking, you know, fuel to just rage a fire that's burning in them. They're just looking for excuses to get pissed off. And I don't I don't understand why you just hand them these things. These are gifts. You know, people constantly bring up, uh, they use the word uh, maturity, that, that these players haven't reached maturity yet. Well, the Warriors were young too. And at the beginning of their dynasty, I don't remember them talking any trash like this. Draymond Green seems to be notorious for these incredible, uh, this, this mental warfare he plays with the opposition. But he wasn't doing this that much anyways not at any of the level that the warriors are getting now until they won a championship and then then that's a different story at that point you're backing up what you're saying but these guys haven't won a thing and everyone just acts like they've won championships man it's crazy it is crazy yeah uh uh radea singa singasan i'm so sorry if i mispronounced these please forgive me for that uh you wrote what are they going to say now? Who knows? I feel like ignorance just has no limits. So um, if they're smart, they'll stop saying stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Um, here's Jordan Poole. This was an awesome soundbite. This is all about... Uh, and it Roland, real quick here, uh, writes, LOL, respect the Grizzlies' first-round dynasty. Exactly. Like, they haven't, they haven't done a thing. Nobody in this league right now, outside of the Los Angeles Lakers... And Milwaukee Bucks, and maybe Kawhi Leonard as an individual with the LA Clippers, has any right to have braggadocery. <laughs> you know, I mean, you haven't done a thing. You haven't done a thing. And it's just crazy. People, just a lot of big mouths out there these days. I, I, I don't get it. Um, all right. So I want to play this Jordan Poole soundbite real quick because this was just awesome. The pool party is now a world champion. <laughs> <laughs> this is just beautiful. Um, so here's Jordan Poole. Uh, this, I'm guessing this was somewhere in the locker room. He's got a stogie behind his ear. Gary Payne II makes a cameo appearance. We're going to be talking about him a little more in just a moment here. But here's Jordan Poole. Shout out to Dub Nation. Shout out to all the fans who don't rock with us since day one. Appreciate y'all. You guys are the best in the league. I think we're able to show that. But it's up all summer. Shout out to the guys. Shout out to the organization, the people, the gang. Pool parties all summer. Grab the floaties. 
Listen, pool parties all Get summer? Get scuba gear, okay? <laughs> scuba Steve's coming out. Goggles. Steve. I'm almost speechless, but not really, because, like, we're here. We did it. What KG say? Bay Area, this is for you. I mean, look, we, we did it. They can't write us off. It's up, like I said, all summer. And type in. Dive in, baby. I'm diving in. I want to do cannonball in there. I want to do cannonball. Invite me to the pool party, Jordan. Anytime. I am interested and available, please. As long as you bring my family, it would be nice if I could do that too. Um, that leads to the future of this team. I'm going to show you real quick the 2023 NBA Finals odds courtesy of our longtime sponsor bet online check this out and for the people listening i'll read it out loud the golden state warriors enter next season as the favorites to repeat as world champions plus 550 the celtics behind them at plus 600 <laughs> the brooklyn nets at plus 700 the clippers at plus 800 the bucks are also plus 800 the Suns are plus 900. The Mavericks rounded out at plus 1,000. And yeah, there's some other teams. The Grizzlies are at plus 1,400, along with the Heat and so forth. The Lakers, ridiculously, are at plus 2,000. I, look, I want to make one thing very clear about these lines. They are not set based on who the bookies actually favor. They are set based on what they think people think are the favorites. So the bookies think that a lot of people, because the Brooklyn Nets have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and now Ben Simmons, and I guess Steve Nash is going to stay on as a head coach, even though he's done a pretty atrocious job there so far in that position. But they think people will think that the Nets will be a title contender, even though unless we see some drastic changes from that team, they're not doing a thing. It is ridiculous that the Grizzlies are at plus 1,400. They were the second best team this postseason the celtics have earned a lot of respect and but that grizzlies team they run 10 11 deep they're the closest thing to a threat to the warriors i maintain that steadily in terms of that opinion um the clippers it depends on their health i think the bucks are being disrespected here because if chris middleton is healthy they're they're the team that would have faced the golden state warriors i think the phoenix suns are done I mean, they'll be good. They'll be a playoff team, but they're not a they're not going to be a championship contender. They, their window's shut. And the Mavericks, you know, unless they do something. I mean, Christian Wood was a nice addition. I hope I got his name right. Um, yeah, the Mavericks recently made a trade for him, gave up pretty much nothing. I think like a number 26 pick in this year's draft. I don't know why the Rockets were willing to give him away for nothing, but they did. I know there's a few other players in the mix in there, but no one of significance. Uh the Mavericks got better, but Christian Wood is not the player that's going to take them over the top. So anyways, the Warriors' future is incredibly bright because I'm very confident they're going to they're going to keep the free agents they want to keep and need to keep. Uh, chief among them, Kevon Looney. Um, I've heard speculation before this postseason they were going to offer him a three-year deal. At first, they wanted to make it similar to the previous deal he had, which was, I believe, three years, 15 million. 
Uh, they were going to increase that to uh, $6 million a year. So speculation when it was, it was going to be a three-year, $18 million deal. Now he's probably going to be commanding something more along the lines of 9 to $10 million a year in the same three-year range. Give it to him. He's earned it. And let's hope they, they offer that up. Gary Payne the second. I've covered that a few times. I'll I'll rehash again what the Warriors can do with him because they don't own his full bird rights, meaning they cannot offer him carte blanche, whatever they want. But they have early bird rights on him. What that means is that they can offer him a contract guaranteed in the two to four year range um, at 105% of the average league salary. Meaning of all the players in the NBA, the average salary collectively is projected next year. These numbers are not finalized yet, but it's projected to be approximately $10 million a year. So the Warriors have two options with Gary Payne II. They could either offer him a deal using those early bird rights numbers, either two years, $20 million a year, three years, 30, four years, 40. Or they can offer him the mid-level exception because the mid-level exception is projected it's not finalized yet, but it's projected uh, to nearly double from what it was last year at $5 million. This year, it's expected to be $10 million. The problem is, if you offer Gary Payne II the mid-level exception, you can only offer one player that deal. And that leads to Otto Porter Jr., a player who I do think the Warriors want back. I think a, a very important formula for a defending world champion is to bring back everyone and run it back again. So the Warriors did in 2016 for the for the a very large part, and they won 73 games that year. And I think if they didn't push themselves in that regular season, and if the NBA doesn't involve themselves by suspending Draymond Green in Game Five, the Warriors do repeat as World Champions. But that was six years ago. <laughs> Whatever. Let's be happy about this one. Um, but regardless, Otto Porter Jr. is a mystery simply because I don't know what the demand will be for him. I envision he wants to come back. I envision the Warriors want him. Um, I just hope that Lake and company don't get cheap and decide that they're not going to match an offer for him um, because they will have the mid-level exception to do that. Um, so I really hope Otto Porter Jr. does come back to the Warriors. Now, if he leaves, it'll be a bummer. I am incredibly confident that if he leaves, he will not replicate the success he had with the Warriors. And I think he's smart enough to be aware of that. So when those two parties go into negotiations, let's hope he comes back. But if he doesn't come back, they lose him. Um, feel confident in this. Jonathan Kaminga next year is going to need more minutes. Jonathan Kaminga is also going to be a much better player in year two. He's still only 19. And so whatever minutes that Otto Porter Jr. had this year and, and throughout the entire season, including the postseason, he was on a minutes restriction because of his, his uh, long-term, very debilitating uh, a foot injury, specifically his left foot. Um, Jonathan Kaminga will likely take those minutes, and that would not be the worst thing in the world. Now, the original plan before the Warriors won a world championship is um, Andrew Wiggins was likely going to be goner because Andrew Wiggins will want one more big deal. What that means, I don't know. I don't know if he wants another max deal, which would be commanding $35 plus million plus a year, or if he'll be a little fair and maybe drop his asking price down to 25 or 30 even. I don't know. 
But after this offseason, Andrew Wiggins has to be a long-term part of the plan. He has to be. Whereas originally, I don't think he was. I think the plan was they were going to either sign and trade him after next year or trade him after this year and then give those minutes to Jonathan Kaminga, who, again, is a potential superstar. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when he starts fulfilling his potential. So if Wiggins stays, um, <clears throat> that's why I, I do wonder if Otto Porter Jr. will come back. I really hope so, but I just don't know. Um, and Al Mack writes, the Lakers want Otto Porter Jr., so to keep him, you have to pay him. Maybe, but the Lakers don't have money either. It's not like the Lakers can offer him the world. The Lakers can basically offer him the, <clears throat> the bed minimum. Or I and here's the other thing. I don't know if they even have the mid-level exception to offer this year because they offered Kendrick Nunn that deal last year, but they gave him a two-year deal, and the second year was a player option. And I that's part that part I don't know whether or not if Kendrick Nunn exercises that second year, if that means they lose the mid-level exception, or if they get it back again. But um that's all the Lakers are going to be able to offer. They are far above the salary cap, just like a lot of other teams, including the Golden State Warriors. Um, uh, G. Martinez, by the way, writes that Woods D is soft. Maybe. It's possible. Um, so Jordan Poole is, is going to be eligible for a contract extension. And... I think realistically, the number they're going to come to you is four years, $100 million. And that's fine. Offer that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a great deal for both sides. And let's just hope that there are not snags in those negotiations because Jordan Poole needs to be a part of this long-term uh, plan. So, um, and, then, and then when you look at the rest of the roster, Moses Moody's going to get more minutes next year. Um, again, Gary Payne II has to be part of this, and, and I really hope uh, the Warriors offer him those those early bird ride numbers, which again will be anywhere from two to four years at ten million per season. Um, and I hope that's enough for Gary Payne II. I just really hope they both come to an agreement. I I cannot emphasize enough his value and his importance. Um, then there's a player like Imani Bielitsa, who I don't see why you wouldn't bring him back if he's okay with a veteran minimum again. Um, <clears throat> I thought he was a, a great fit for this team. He had a, a, a brief, weird little spell there from January through March. I do think his back injury played a part in that, um, but I wouldn't mind him coming back. Um, you know, so really the, 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 the two roster spots are going to be in question will be Damian Lee's spot and Juan Toscano Anderson's spot. And one of those positions will be have to be sacrificed because the Warriors do have a first round pick. They have a couple of second round picks. I do think you can hide those second round picks either by sending those players overseas and holding on to their rights. Um, I think they can get creative in some ways with that, but there, there are not a lot of openings. Um, so that's essentially what's going on there in terms of the Warriors. They're not going to be aggressive in free agency because they already have the world championship team. And James Wiseman has not even played much yet. I know he played his rookie year, didn't play at all this year. They're anticipating he's going to be a big part of this team. And if James Wiseman does play and he does fulfill his potential, you, I, I'm, you cannot begin to understand how many former players and some current players I've spoken to 
who have raved about James Wiseman. I have not heard a single negative thing about him. And these are people that would be very straight with me and tell me if they were just wishy-washy, if they were skeptical. It's just all about whether or not he can stay healthy and play. And if he can, I mean, the Warriors are suddenly going to have a seven-foot monster added to a world championship team. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Noemi Estrada, or Amy, right? So I hope I got that right. It's great to watch the Warriors podcast, including yours. Thank you. Keep it up. I'm trying. and can't wait to watch the parade. Right back with you. Um, Steve Wilton writes, if Poole wants that kind of money, he needs to hit the weight room hard this summer as D needs work. Agreed. But he's also very young. He turns 23, I believe, this summer. I'm not overly concerned about his defense. I think he'll get there. I'm Jordan Poole, there, you can't teach character. You know what I'm saying? And, and he's such a high-character guy. And he's proven to be such a great fit with his team. And one of, this, one of the biggest assets of this team, one of the biggest intangibles for this team is their chemistry. Which is, and, and I know Bob Myers is fully aware of that. That is part of his master plan is putting high character individuals together. So Jordan Poole, I think will stay and I think he'll be fine in terms of weight room and, um, <clears throat> and in terms of trying to uh, improve his defense and his offense as well. I mean, there's still some work there that needs to be done as well. Um, AC writes, the Warriors are going to have two assistant coaching vacancies. Do you think Iguodala can be a coach? Yeah, he's been, he said some things that are um, <clears throat> weirdly critical of the front office and maybe more so ownership. And I, I don't know if they're the types that hold uh, grudges. By the way, Luti Lagu writes Homer. Why? Be more specific, man. I'm totally cool with critique. Just be specific when you throw these random, vague generalizations out there. Um, the Warriors assistant coaches, yeah, they're going to have two openings because Kenny Atkinson is going to Charlotte. Mike Brown's going to Sacramento. <clears throat> I do think Iguodala could take one of those roles. I think... Leandro Barbosa can be promoted, promoted and take one of those roles. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Alvin Gentry comes back. He, I mean, he, he was a great fit as an assistant coach here. I, it would not surprise me if Kerr brought him back. Um, you know, they still have Ron Adams. They're going to miss Brown, but they've shown before that they could win uh, with different head coaches. So I'm not overly concerned there. And yeah, I do think Iguodala can transition into a coaching role. I mean, it's just a matter of whether or not he's willing to accept that or if he still wants to keep playing. I hope he does not want to keep playing because his body clearly is breaking down. Um, and at this point of his career, he takes up a valuable roster spot. The Warriors will need that. Um, so I do hope he does transition as an assistant coach. Um, I want to quickly uh, mention a few more things here. Speaking of Andre Iguodala, by the way, uh, this was him in the post-game press conference talking about on about Stephen Curry's legacy and where he ranks him among all the all-time great point guards. Here's Iguodala. Mm -hmm. uh, Andre, this is your fourth championship with, the, with this team. What makes this championship special more than the others? Uh, this one, this one is, this one holds a lot of weight just because of you know all the shots, you know each championship they they threw at us you know or particularly they threw at Steph you know the finals MVP on the first one and then you know KD probably best player in the world you know trying to say that was unfair and, and then you go a year where you win what they went 15 games and then you know last year 
uh, not being able to get to the playoffs and uh, for everything to come back together the way it did with me leaving and then coming back um, and, you know, different role, different capacity um, and then having amazing teammates um, and a, a different set of like supporting cast. You know, this guy right here was huge for us, you know, earned himself a big payday this summer. Uh, really happy for him, Wiggins, Jordan Poole, the, the growth of those guys. But more than anything, Steph, you know, I think he solidified himself today, you know, as, as not even today, just his career as the best point guard of all time. The best point guard of all time. Now, I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet. Uh, Mohan Krishna writes, where do you rank Steph in the all-time list? Great question. Great timing to ask that because um, I'm going to show you right now. And I'm seeing some people in the chat mention uh, GTC, uh, GTC Reels, for example, writes... Those two, I think they're gone. I hope Gary Payne II is not gone. I don't, I don't know where you're basing that uh, speculation on. I mean, unless another team comes in and offers Gary Payne II way above $10 million a year for multiple years, um, the Warriors can offer him a decent financial package. I, I really hope he stays. He is important to this team big time. Um and Damian Jones, I just don't know if there's a roster spot for him. Yeah, former Golden State Warriors center. Um, I don't think Wiseman is going to be waived bye-bye. You don't just waive a number two pick in the draft bye-bye after two years or two and a half years. or uh, you know they, They've invested too much. You need to see what he has potential-wise. Um, and they would trade him before anything else. Now, granted, if if it's another year like this year, yeah, we'll revisit that subject. Uh, Nick J writes, Iggy is starting a venture capitalist company. He said that on Draymond's podcast last night. I don't see him coaching. You might be right. I don't know. Um, all I'm saying is he clearly what did handle that mentorship role tremendously with his team. And he's obviously a warrior for life. You know, I don't mean that literally, but he's, he's certainly earned a place here. Um so we'll see. I mean, that's a, that's just a question that I, you know, that I just don't know. I don't think anyone knows. Um, but in terms of the top 10, in terms of Stephen Curry's legacy and where he ranks, uh, I tweeted this today. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow. Um, and I tweeted my updated top 10 list because for some reason, people just love these discussions. So here's mine. My honorable mention list, meaning players just outside of the top 10, include Jerry West. Stephen Curry officially bounced out Shaquille O'Neal. Akeem Olajuwon is just outside the top 10. My podcast compadre on the Rick Barry show, Rick Barry, Hall of Famer, Warriors legend, just outside the top 10 list. And if you laugh at that, do your research and then come back to me. The dude was revolutionary as an NBA player. Two trips to the NBA Finals, won one of them, set records that still stand today in the NBA Finals. He was just a phenomenal player. Uh, you know, if he didn't go to the ABA, I, I do think his accolades and his respect in the all-time list would be higher. Oscar Robertson, obviously, Mr. Triple-Double, back when triple-doubles had a lot more meaning. <laughs> uh, Dr. J, I think his his accolades speak for themselves. And, and Moses Malone, one of the greatest bigs ever. They are just outside of my top 10. Now, my top 10 list itself, number 10, Larry Bird. And I, I feel like that's too low, but then I just don't know where to move them up in my overall list. 
His number nine is Tim Duncan. Again, another one of the all-time greatest bigs ever. Was the best team on five world championship teams. Maybe on the first one, he was the second best behind uh, David Robinson, but he was huge on that team as well. Number eight, Stephen Curry. Yes, he is now, in my opinion, in the top 10. And with the four titles, I put him at number eight. And I'm guessing you could start to tell that I value world championships. Not entirely. It's not the single most important thing, but it carries a lot of weight for my list. Uh, number seven, Kobe Bryant. And if Stephen Curry wins a fifth world title, which I, I think he will win at least five, um, we'll revisit this list, obviously. Uh, number six, Will Chamberlain. Only won two championships, but from everything I've heard from players who played against him, um, it was not his fault. He only got two chips. Um, he really was, from everything I've heard and seen, an absolute freak of nature as an athlete, as a basketball player, would dominate the game today. He is number six on my list. Number five is Bill Russell. Regardless of what era he played in, 11 world championships in 13 years is just not easy. That is a ridiculous accomplishment. Number four, LeBron James. Again, phenomenal player. You know, if you want to make the argument for the best all-around player ever, I could entertain that. I don't know if I would agree with it, but I could entertain that. But I just... The one thing he disappoints me in as a, as a player, and this is part of being an athlete and part of being on these lists, is his mental strength. I don't think he has the mental toughness to be considered the greatest or even above the other three players that I list. Number three in the list, Magic Johnson. And, and this is where I disagree with Andre Iguodala. I do think Magic is the one-point guard ahead of Stephen Curry. Number two, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whose game is just absolutely underrated. Six-time world champion. I think he won, what, five MVPs? Four or five? I can't remember that. But, you know, all-time points leader. I know LeBron will surpass that. But just his he was unstoppable. He was an unstoppable force. And his other skill sets is a big, vastly underrated. And number one, of course, Michael Jordan. So... That's my top 10, and maybe we'll do a whole show on that. I'll have a panel one day, and we'll have a whole discussion on that. Um, a couple quick notes here as we wrap things up, because I didn't realize how late how late I'm going here. Um, and, and Mohan, just to answer your question in terms of uh, why do you think that Shaq is not in the top 10? He was, um, but I just don't think his skill set is diverse enough. Like, he... He was finals MVP and he was the clear number one player for three of those championships, not for the fourth. Um, he made, I think, one three-pointer his entire career. He was shaky and questionable at the end of games because of the hack-a-shack thing. He just has too many flaws for me to not put him in my top 10. This is a subjective list. All right. That's a this, you know, this is just my opinion. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, uh I want to also, uh, speaking of incredible accomplishments, um, when the Warriors won the championship last night, Gary Payton II and Gary Payton joined a very elite club, which are father-son duos who are world champions. In 1967, Matt Gukas Sr. and Jr. became the first. In 2005, Rick Barry... And his son, Brent Berry, became the second. Brent was with the San Antonio Spurs. 
In 2009, when Luke Walton won a championship with the Lakers, he joined his father, Bill Walton. In 2015, when the Warriors won their first championship, Clay Thompson joined his father, Michael Thompson, who won championships with the Los Angeles Lakers. And then now here in 2022, Gary Payton and Gary Payton II. And uh, I want to play the sound from Gary Payton II from last night. Um, let me find let me find that sound real quick. This was really funny. I love Gary Payton II. I I really, really hope he comes back to the Warriors. I really do. Let's let's hope they make that happen. Here's Gary Payton II after last night's fourth world championship for the Golden State Warriors in eight years. Saw the picture with you and your dad. Um, first off, what does it mean to be able to bring another championship to the family? And then how special is it to be able to share that moment with your dad who played in this league? Um, you know, it's huge. You know, um, it's crazy. You know, never would have thought, you know, something like this would happen. And uh, I think I got mine sooner than he got his. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm one for one. So, we know we're going to try to keep it keep it that way. But, uh, you know, it's something to talk about. <laughs> and, you know, I can get I can get my stuff off against him now. So, it's good. <laughs> Saw the picture with... That's incredible. And I want to finish the show on a lighthearted note. The last soundbite for the night. And we'll finish on this note. I'm fading, folks. I've been doing this for way too long. I'm supposed to be making these shows 30 minutes and change. Um, so one thing that was going on in Boston, uh, which was getting a lot of news, were, were the, was the very unseemly behavior of the fans. Um, despite multiple warnings on the PA system, on the Jumbotron, not to yell profanities and so forth. You know, sporting events are supposed to be at least somewhat family friendly, but you heard all those F you Draymond chants. You could hear those on national TV. Mike Breen even acknowledged it during the broadcast. Well, Kevon Looney and Otto Porter Jr. Uh, provided this really hilarious anecdote at the end of the night during the postgame press conference when they shared their own funny F you Draymond story in the locker room here are the two gentlemen you gentlemen want to share with the class what was being chanted during that champagne shower back in the locker room oh, man, was, you can you can tell no. <laughs> basically we were saying you draymond <laughs> that's what we were saying yeah, man, we like but it was, it was fun though um you know it, it was just you know a fun moment for us a moment you know, Draymond will be yelling at us all year, too, so. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's an inside joke, too. <laughs> all right, so there you go. So that was a soundbite, and that is it. Um, one last thing. The next time you see me, I'm going to look different. Time to cut this hair. I think I'm just going to buzz it off. So uh, people always freak out because I do look like a totally different person when I do that. But regardless, I just have to chop this thing off. It's ridiculous. Um, I cannot thank everyone as always for tuning in for listening for watching um yeah i do think gtc reels by the way they write do you think it helps having fathers in the league guide their sons 100 i mean look at there's a large track record of that kobe bryant stephen curry all the names i just mentioned um yes it's it's a big time huge help uh just to give them the experience the perspective to be better prepared excuse me to be uh nba players um Rebel the Sounds writes, it's the Warriors Invitational. Absolutely. I want to, by the way, mention too that Hall of Famer Rick Barry and I, you know, we do a podcast ourselves. It's called the Rick Barry Show. 
And we're going to launch our own uh, uh, clothing apparel. We're going to start with a few T-shirts and hoodies. Um, so make sure you follow me and follow him on our social media platforms. This we're going to be announcing where to get these shirts. Uh, they're going to be Warriors themed. Should be a good time. Uh, should be some fun stuff to wear if you folks are interested. Um, Ludi Logger writes, thanks for the great energy throughout the championship run. Of course. Um, you know, I'm in this very unique position where, you know, my job is to cover the Golden State Warriors. Um, but I also love the team. But, um, you know, look at sports. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm not reporting on the government, folks. I'm not, I'm not I'm not giving you reports from a war zone or anything like that. Um, I'm literally giving you reports on fun and games. Uh, but I can obviously you could trust me in terms of the information I provide. Um, but I say this from the bottom of my heart. I pick this team to win, not because I love them. Uh, if anything, I, I, would, I would prefer not to do that. Right. I mean, just to, to avoid any of the juju. I just really think. And still do think that this team is just easily the best. It stems from the fact that the NBA for close to 10 years now has wanted parity in this game. Uh, the Warriors are fortunate enough to circumvent that and delay parity affecting them uh, uh, directly simply because of those ridiculously cap-friendly contracts they had early in Steph and Clay and Dre's careers that let them bring in Kevin Durant. And also because of the fact that the Warriors have just been impeccable in terms of their abilities to draft talent. Um, and whereas other teams, you know, might have two or three really good players and then the rest of the roster kind of thins out, the Warriors have been able to maintain dominance uh, with a very deep bench and with incredible greatness at the top of the roster. And there is just no other team in this game, I'm sorry, uh, for anybody that either you know thinks of being arrogant or thinks of being a homer, uh, for fans of other teams who come in here to watch the show, I'm sorry to say this, um, but the Warriors are just that damn good, and they proved it this year. And I'm here to tell you folks that if Gary Payne the second comes back, if James Wiseman, uh, you know, even fulfills 80% of his potential next year. If Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody continue to show the growth that they started showing this year, if Jordan Poole continues showing the growth that he showed this year, and if Stephen Curry and if Draymond Green uh, avoid a considerable decline in their abilities as they continue to, to, to get up there in years, I don't think they're at that point yet. I'm, I do still think they're right at the peak of their powers, and that two-year respite does nothing but help them in terms of their longevity. I also think Clay Thompson next year will be significantly better uh, than he was this year, playing for the first time in two and a half years. So newsflash, folks, again, if Gary Payne II is re-signed, um, Kevon Looney is re-signed because he's shown he's a vitally important part of this team. He is a legitimate center. He has clearly proven that. This Golden State Warriors team should be vastly better next year. That's the bottom line. And we're going to talk about it all summer, and we're going to talk about it next year. And this should just be a fun ride because for the next year or so, you're going to be calling this Golden State Warriors team the defending world champions. That's four world, title in eight, four, four world titles in eight years, folks. I say that constitutes a dynasty and then some for the few weirdos out there that I've heard say this is not a dynasty. I do not know what you are smoking. I don't know if I want you to pass that thing or bogart it, but it's unusual because this is clearly a dynasty. This Warriors team is clearly greatness. And I am just so damn happy for Stephen Curry, who is a genuinely great human being 
for finally just get, getting the full accolades that he has been deserving of for many years before now um, by getting that finals MVP trophy. Thank you so much to everyone. Oh, oh, how dare you? I someone just I'm, I don't want to read that. Someone insulted my looks. That's wrong. I do. I never insulting looks is just mean, man. That just makes you a very bad person. But to everyone else who is being really nice to me, thank you so so much. Um, oh my god, I just really don't like people talking about my looks. That is just not nice. Come on, people, let's focus on the positives. Uh, the next show will be Monday again. I'm going to look very different because I'm going to cut my hair off. I'm going to get the buzzers. Um. And uh, and I'm also going to be traveling, by the way. So uh, I'm going to go visit my, my dad up in Reno. Going to go visit some more family in Seattle. So I'm going to bring the laptop with me and not the microphone with me. Uh, so the quality won't be quite as good for the shows, but I'm still going to have them. And they'll just be in weird locales. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Um, GTC Rails writes, I hope so. Peace, Cyrus. Smoke some for me. <laughs> California, baby. It's a beautiful place. All right, folks. Thank you, everyone. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for their incredible accomplishment. Four world titles in, in eight years is just staggering. And congratulations again uh, to Dub Nation. For those of you who go to the parade on Monday, have fun. But I think, really, Stephen Curry, man, congratulations. It's You're a good dude. You've earned this. Um, just happy for him. Just happy for everyone. This was just a wonderful season, especially the way it ended. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Later.